Welcome to the Upperman Football Podcast. I am Noah McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter, joined by Upperman B head coach Adam Kane. The Bees getting ready for their final week of the regular season. They'll travel to Livingston. We'll talk about that game, but first, a special thanks to our friends at Gentry's Power Equipment for being a sponsor all season long here on the podcast. The Bees gearing up for a postseason run. We're going to do the podcast all the way through, hopefully. I know Coach Kane will cringe at this, but hopefully a trip to Chattanooga at the end of the playoff run. So we'll have a few more weeks of it. Reach out to us to become a sponsor for the postseason run. Again, the Bees receive half the proceeds. I'm about to write a check to Coach Kane, so help me make it a bigger one by reaching out to us through all of our channels. Coach, let's get started with this. First of all, congratulations. A nice win for you on the road last week on a long road trip down to Walker Valley. Last week you said you're going to put 39 kids on a school bus, drive down there for a business trip. You came away with a big W. How do you assess how your team played? Um, well, first of all, I lied. We only put 38 on the on the yellow school bus. But um, uh, I think we, we took the right 38, and uh, it was a, a business trip. It was, uh, you know, cutting through the mountains or, or wherever it was. It, it wasn't an easy uh, – was not an easy ride. Uh, I was a little concerned – Upon arrival, you know, the guys seemed a little lethargic, especially during during warm-ups. And, um, you know, I kind of voiced my concern to the coaches. Um, but it just it, – it, when when game time arrived, they answered the bell. And uh, we played with a great deal of energy, um, a great deal of purpose as a, as a team. Um, you know, not not didn't make a whole ton of mistakes. Uh, you know, pretty clean ball game. You know, um, I felt like the the plays that you know that they made, we made them earn those. They had to make plays, and um, you know, to be quite honest with you, you know, me and you were talking about it. You know, when you showed up today, I mean, it just to me, it, it was a win that made me really proud. You know, it was a against a quality opponent, a 5A school. I know uh, everybody just wants to immediately look at the record and this, that, and the other. But they're they're going to be number two in that region that they play in. They're going to host a playoff game at the 5A level. I felt like they had really good uh, skill players. I felt like they uh, were very well coached on the defensive side. Um, we learned throughout the game um, they were really good tacklers pretty physical tacklers, you know, not just get them on the ground type guys, um, you know, but a lot of our guys left that game, you know, a little banged up and kind of the normal wear and tear of a, of a hard fought football game. And so, you know, we were able to get it out to two scores. Um, I think we felt like we left a few points maybe out there, not getting those fourth down conversions. Um, but give them credit, you know, they they ran some guys through on us and hit us in the backfield on, on a couple of them. Um, but we were able to get it out to two scores. The only thing I'm really kind of disappointed in is letting them get that last one. Um, but again, it, uh, you know, shows what we maybe need some work on. And uh, But overall, I was very very proud and, and satisfied with the way we played. Uh, I checked the stats. I believe you ran it 897 times on Friday night. Uh, and the formula for winning now as you get in, it's colder outside. You're getting to those 
big games, final region game, playoffs upcoming here. Is it safe to say that's the formula that you're going to need? Running the football really well, efficient in the passing game, going five of seven, and then playing really strong defense on the other side. Well, first off, let's give credit where credit's due. It was six of eight, but uh, okay, there we go. There half go. was a forward pass to Terrence. And a long touchdown a pass. Long there, touchdown. You know, there. Um, I had some words with my statistician who does a great job, but we, we, I had to argue that one. Um, you know, I, I think w- what playoff ball does is kind of uh, makes you – do some soul searching as to who you are and, and you know what what is your you know what is your bread and butter and that sort of thing and I don't think it's any big secret everybody knows kind of who we are and, and what we want to try to do um, you know the key is being able to do that um, I tell the kids all the time football is an execution sport you got to the ultimate team sport because you got to get 11 people executing their, you know, doing their job every single play to have some success. And those windows or those, you know, opportunities for success, you know, in in some regular season games, success may be a 60-yard run or, you know, a 55-yard touchdown pass. Well, as you play in bigger game, bigger game, bigger game, um, Sometimes you got to be able to, you know, fight and scratch and claw and execute perfectly to get that four yards. And so, um, you know, we're comfortable playing in those deals. Um, I think we showed we can throw it when we need to. Um, you know, we, we've got confidence in, in rushing and we've got some good receivers. Um, and, and to be quite honest, we're pretty decent at pass protection. So. But a lot of times, you you know, what we felt like our advantage was against Walker Valley was on the line of scrimmage. And so if that's where we feel like we've got an advantage, we've got to exploit that advantage. And that's what we tried to do, um, you know, on the, on the high number of rushing attempts. Um, <laughs> you know, we felt like they – they were pretty good in the secondary and, and so on and so forth. So we really wanted to kind of exploit that matchup for, for ourselves. Starting to stack some wins here, some impressive wins, making DeKalb, Walker Valley last week. Do you sense some momentum? Is there some confidence building within the room that what you're trying to do is leading to the results that you're wanting on these past few Friday nights? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Um, started at Watertown. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, the the one point loss on the two point play to uh, Stone Memorial. Um, I have felt like we have been fighting for our lives ever since that moment, um, and that hasn't changed, and that does not change this week either. Um, and what does that mean? That's we, we've been in playoff mode. Um, you know. You drop another one, you show up flat for another one, and and, um, it's going to have some serious consequences. And so that's the way I've approached it. That's the way I've tried to, uh, you know, the message that I've sent to the players is, I mean, we're playoff mode right now, and we have been for the last four weeks. I love the way they've responded. 
um, you know, and and I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like we've got a stiff test coming up uh, Friday night. You know, we're going into a place where, um, you know, they they they've been playing very hard, and uh, they don't like us, and it's gonna be an emotional night for them. In the new stadium, senior night. You know, we we're uh, we better get ready to fight for our lives again on Friday. And and that's fine. You know, this time of year, you better be approaching every game like that. Or, you know, you're going to go home pretty quickly. And uh, I get the sense these guys are not ready to go home. Um, and so I hope, you know, that we'll be resilient the rest of the way. But, you know, I, I like it. Um, you know, we've, we've talked – a ton about the two losses in midseason, how we were uh, maybe staggered a little bit, but I feel like we've recovered. I feel like we've learned some things. Um, I feel like we kind of recognize the urgency that it takes. And um, so I I'm pleased with where we're at, but there ain't no time for no complacency. Uh, we'll talk about Livingston here in just one second. I do want to ask you about a player who I think everyone knows didn't have his strongest game against the Cavs. Your starting quarterback in Jonathan Rushing, and it's a, a guy we've talked a lot about as nature of his position. But I thought he had a really strong game. You mentioned the passing numbers did a lot for you on the ground as well. Were you pleased with his ability to bounce back and kind of regain the form that he had earlier in the season? Absolutely. You know, me and him have talked about it several times since then. Um, you know, he provided that extra. Uh, gear, um, that extra person that needs to be accounted for uh, Friday, you know, 100 and what, 120, 130 yards rushing, a couple big, huge third down conversions. Um, he looked like he was playing with explosiveness and quickness and being really decisive. Um, and that's what we've come to expect from him. And, uh, you know, that's a double-edged sword, uh, you know, when you when you expect a lot. Um, and, and, you know, DeKalb, I don't think he would be shy about admitting it wasn't his best game. Um, and so, you know, when, when people expect a lot of you and they get a little frustrated when it's not, you know, your, your finest hour, but, but me and him talked uh, about it and, um, you know, some of them weren't, weren't. Some of our conversations weren't exactly the most, you know, pleasant ones to to have. But but you know, I was kind of challenging him to play up to the level that we know, we all know that he's capable of. And the good thing about rushing is, through the years, he's always been a you know he's a tough kid that that wants to respond. And um, and I'm not saying that he necessarily wants to respond to me all the time, but he wants to respond for his team. And he understands what I'm trying to do as a coach. You know, sometimes I gotta push buttons and pull strings and, and, and so on. And and he's mature enough and tough enough to to deal with it. And uh, and man, when he's on, you know, he we're a much, we're a different looking offense. And so, you know, I'm hoping he'll, he'll be able to do that the rest of the way. 
Let's transition out of your game on Friday night. Of course, you're going up to Livingston. The game will be streamed live on UCR2. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.45. If you can't make it up to Livingston, you can watch there. You can listen on News Talk 107.7 and 1400 The Hub as well. I usually ask what jumps off the tape, but I'm going to do a different exercise because I like to take we like to take people kind of into the mindset of the head coach. So I'll, I'll play my comment section. I'll play the people who talk to me and you can respond to this because I know you've mentioned about how you think you've got a stiff test this week. So here's the arguments that are presented. Coach, they've lost their last 19 games. Mm-hmm. You, you beat them last year handedly. What are you talking about stiff test? Why do you think this is a stiff test for you? And by the way, that's just devil's advocate. I know our friends from Hogeye Country are tuning in. You know I love you too. Don't worry. That's not Noah McKay. It's just devil's advocate. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. There's been several scenarios and situations over the years. Um, You know, I've been in it 30 years as a coach. Um, And then as a player, my first experience – in a in a rivalry situation, I, I played high school football at Macaulay, and obviously our big rival was Baylor, and still is. Um, and we we the weeks leading up to the Baylor Macaulay game, we we played Hickson High School, and we my team Macaulay beat Hickson forty two to nothing, and then the next week. Hickson beat our rival Baylor 14 to 10. And so we felt pretty comfortable and and pretty confident going into this huge rivalry game. And the next thing you know is it is seven nothing in the fourth quarter and Baylor runs a play right over my butt and scores a touchdown. And it's seven to six now. And you could tell that they were very they were very eager and and um, they were playing to win that football game. They were playing with the they were the aggressors that day. And um, as the game wore on, they started getting more and more confident and better and better. And um, Next thing you know, I line up all sides on the extra point try, and that moves at half the distance. That's a bear cross. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and they go for two. And so here we are, 46-point favorites going into this rivalry game, and they're about to go for two to win this game. And, um, you know, fortunately – we made the play. You made so, the play? Yeah. It was this was just you specifically? <laughs> I'm not trying to. I actually did make the tackle. There you go. Uh, but um, Humble brag. Yeah, humble yes, brag. Um, but that was one scenario that, that shows me what rivalry games can, can turn into. Another one was uh, 2020, uh, you know, when – you know, we were having a decent season, and, and York Institute comes in here, and, and I don't think anybody would disagree with me. There's not a lot of love lost between York and Upperman. That's news to me. I mean, well, they come in here 0-5 <laughs> or 0-6, and, and to be quite honest with you, hadn't looked very good, hadn't looked very competitive, and, and, and they played us 
I mean, they should have ended up winning the ball game. Evan Briggs had to make a, you know, a, a tackle on the two-yard line to save the game for us. So I know how these things can play out. I know here, – here's one thing I do know. I, I watch a ton of film. I don't scoreboard watch. Um, and I look and see, and I see um, the Livingston kids – or they've got some good players, and they're playing really hard. They look like they're extremely motivated. Um, they've got a def defensive lineman, number 71, who's got to be leading the state in tackles for loss. I mean, and, and he plays with a motor um, that, that you don't really see usually when you're talking about teams that are on losing streaks. You, you usually see the motor guys on teams that are being having successful years. So – on that end of it, they've got my respect, you know, because they're freaking showing up every every week and being motivated and getting in these battles, and and, and they've come up short. But, um, you know, I know how it can be on a senior night. Um, you know, I, I, they just started playing in this new stadium. I know they don't like us. I know there's nothing else they'd rather do than to derail anything that we've got going. So... You know, we, we have, this is not going to be something where we're going to be snuck up on or anything. We, we are fully prepared to get their best effort. And um, and I think they've got players that can do it. You know, they got some quarterbacks that can sling the ball around, some receivers that can go make plays. Um, you know, pretty good running back that got some spin moves and some jump cuts and runs pretty hard. And, uh, and again, the thing that's really caught my attention is how hard they play on the defensive side of the ball. And so, you know, much respect to that football team, to the to the coaches holding them together and, and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it has not been lost on me and my team that we better go up there with a, with a, with a playoff mindset or, you know, it's going to be a bad situation. Uh, talk about that mindset. Have you been pleased with the uh, approach this week? Take them behind the curtain. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, so you've had a couple of days of practice here because uh, conventional wisdom or people outside the program may think, well, I remember be more concerned with the game that's going to happen in Smithfield than the game happening in Livingston. I know that's different for you on the inside. Have you been pleased with how the team has come to work? Do you think that that attention to detail that you're going to need has been there? Absolutely. You know, we've had a good energy at practice. Um, pretty competitive practices. We've actually, you know, this is the time of year where you'd love to see some, some new people step up and be able to contribute, you know, whether it's cover a kickoff or, or whatever it may be, you know, come in and, and provide some, some snaps. And uh, two or three guys have emerged this week. So I've been very, uh, you know, pleased to see that. Um, you know, we've, I don't think it's any secret. We've lost some pretty key components to our football team. And so we need to find more contributors. And, um, you know, I, I think we've been able to find that. And the, and the guys that play, they've, they've kind of adopted a, you know, that business-like approach. You know, they know kind of the standard that we require at practice. And they'll get it there. And, um, and, and I've been pleased with it so far this week. You know, Another thing that's been impressive to me is the attention to detail. We've been able to absorb a, a, a little bit more volume on a game plan than maybe in the past. And 
And I think that shows an eagerness to, you know, be successful and to, you know, make sure that you understand, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. So I've been pleased so far. Uh, I want to ask you about a contributor, then we'll get to keys to the game and get out of here. A guy who got on the field last week and maybe has an opportunity in the absence of some of those players, a freshman, Elijah Fitz. Uh, you got him involved on a play that it looked like you may have stolen from DeKalb County. Justin <laughs> pointed out in the booth. It was an, uh, that interesting little yeah. inside handoff the other yeah. way to him. But he seems to have a little bit of something about him out there on the field when you put him out there. Is that one of those players that you're talking about? Maybe yeah. being able to get onto the field a little bit more here in some of these big moments. Absolutely. That was not the only play we stole from the Cavs <laughs> County. Um, you know, if you're going to steal offensive plays, you know, Steve Trapp's probably a good good guy to, you know, copy off of, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, Fitzy, uh, you know, he's a, he's a young freshman. Uh, you know, he's not one of them freshmen that's, uh, you know, got his – driver's permit or anything like that i mean he, he's a he's a young one and uh but but you know blessed with a with a twitch about him and and uh you know a natural kind of uh movement about him uh you know he he does he, he's not a robot you know you can put him out there and and uh you know hope that he's gonna be able to you know, get his body in position to do the things that you want him to do, and he does. Um, you know, he's not one that you have to coach every little detail with. He's he's pretty got a lot of natural talent and ability. Um, you know, and and he's impressed us since June. Uh, done a good job, you know. But as the freshmen have figured out. You know, there's ebbs and flows to a long season, and uh, you know he's ridden those just like any of them. Um, but but he's really kind of starting to come on, and um, you know we know we we need some explosive talent on the you know especially on the offensive side. He does a really good job as a cornerback on defense too. But you know we had a couple plays designed for him, and and I was glad to see him get in there and have some success with it. Uh, keys to the game: things you're gonna have to do well on Friday night to be able to go on the road to Livingston and get a big win. Yeah, well, you know you gotta manage the whole rivalry situation, and you can't get get all caught up in all the pushing and shoving and whatever may go on. You know, again, that's why I kind of refer to it as business trip: is run the play, get in the hole, and. Um, you know, the, the big key, I, I referenced this earlier, football's an execution sport. And it's not a who's got the most emotion. It's not a who wants to fight the most. It's which team of 11 can execute the best play in, play out over a four-quarter game. So the keys, offensively, we got to block who we're supposed to block. Um, you know, and if you got a block 71 on their D-line, D you better gird your loins because he's coming. And uh, he's coming hard, and and he's had a pretty good last few games. Um, and, but you got to do your job. And, you know, if you got to run the corner off or go block the safety, you got to do it. And um, so if we can execute on offense and, and finish drops, you know, with, with some points, um, and then defensively, you know, they've been trying to run the ball a little bit more lately. Um, they like to throw slant routes. They like to throw deep balls. You know, we got to 
make sure we don't give up a bunch of big plays and uh, try to get them off the field and then, and, you know, maybe steal a possession or two in the kicking game, you know. Um, so you you talked about our kicker. Our kicker's done a good job. Hopefully he can continue to do that. And, um, you know, it's just, to me, I know it's kind of a boring word, but, but we, we've got to be the team that executes better. And if we want to be any kind of factor in the playoffs, that's got to be who we are. And so this is just another um, you know, another situation, another deal where we can continue to demonstrate that we're able to execute and play football. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can go up there, like I always say, get competitive in the game and, and, out, and out play them in the fourth quarter. Uh, thank you, Coach. I know you're focused laser on Livingston. I'll tell you, once the game ends, if you want to check your phone, the UCR Facebook page, DeKalb County against Stone Memorial. You may want to take a look over there and see what's going on. Some big playoff implications for you, no matter what happens in your I, game. I didn't even know they were playing. Really? This week. That's yeah. a very believable statement. I thought, from we the only, I thought us and Livingston were the only Oh, there you go. Well, you heard it straight from Coach Adam Kane. Thank you for joining us for the Upperman Football Podcast. We'll be back next week to preview a big playoff matchup. You can watch the Wildcats and the Bees face off on Friday night. Kickoff set for 7 o'clock on our Upper Cumberland Reporter 2 Facebook page and on News Talk 1077 and 1400 the hub thank you to gentry's power equipment for sponsoring the podcast if you're interested in being a sponsor reach out to us get in here before the playoffs start until we talk to you all next week i'm noah mckay for upperman head coach adam kane have a great week everybody